This is such a people industry. You think, oh, I'm just going to perfect my craft and I'm just going to get the science of it right. I'm just going to understand how to do this. I'm going to create the best products. If you can't handle people, you're not going to get a call back. I've had people that they are phenomenal, know way more than I do. And most of the people on the set, but they didn't get the call back because they were absolutely rude. They're unprofessional, didn't show up on time, all these different things. Welcome back to another episode of the I Filmmaker Podcast. My name is Ariel Martinez. Big Mike with us over here. You've graduated from being hairy with the wax and all. So congratulations on that, sir. We have a fun one today. <laughs> we do. I like this topic because it's it, these are kinds of the jobs that make us sort of happy <laughs> in a sense. So let's jump right into it. All right. All right. Um, totally moved the mouse on that, but it's all good. Um, so we want to talk today about high pay for minimum effort, right? High pay for minimum effort. I like these when they yeah, come. Yeah, so high pay for minimum effort. Basically, when you get a job, right, they have a great, great budget. And it's not so much that because you're not... It feels weird, right? Because you're 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 barely doing anything, but you're getting a very good budget. A budget where normally you'd be hiring more people, you'd be mm-hmm. renting out more gear. So the at the end, the profit is um is pretty normal. But on jobs like mm-hmm. these, the client comes to us and says, Hey, this is our budget and this is what we need. And we're like, is that it? You don't need anything else, right? And um, it's nice. It's nice. It's probably well above budget. And, and you know, if you don't have to hire anybody. You don't have to, like, have all these expenses overhead. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, plenty of times. Um, it's fortunate when it does. Um, so I've, I've worked with a few people that I've worked consistently with, and we've had gigs in studio um many times where we'll get jobs where we're busting our butts Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. we're killing ourselves right and it's you know 12 hours lunches included all that good stuff and uh, we're kind of feel like we're getting abused and all that good stuff and then they'll come around another job working with the same people where we don't have to do pretty much anything short day we're getting full rate and that was one um one example where we all agreed hey you got to take the bad with the good you know you got to be able to take um, know that there's there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but man, that it's time to definitely appreciate when you do get those really good paying mm-hmm. jobs or really low hours. Right, right. To just take it, don't feel bad about it because there's so many days and so many projects where it just takes it takes life out of you with the, with the requests that are made. Um, and I'll I'll never forget there was a European company that hired me. And when they contacted me, I said, okay, this is what you need. Okay, great. Um, do you have a budget in mind? Yeah, we have this XX number. And I, I, <laughs> I immediately thought, okay, so I got to full, fully crew this thing out. Um, all right. So again, tell me what it is that you want to achieve. And they said this, then this. And I was right. like, okay, so one man band. And really there's no necessity. I don't even need to hire an audio guy. Like it's literally the simplest thing. And I couldn't. I felt guilty, to be honest, because yeah. I was like, well, we could do it for less, but I'm like, 
no, I've done things for so much less that this will balance that out. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so funny. And uh, yeah, it was yeah, good. I think that what it, it rubs our character the wrong way because you, you don't want to take advantage of anybody. You want to give fair pricing. But at the mm-hmm. same time, yeah, like that's actually a good point. I never thought about that. We uh we do we have done work for a lot less money where we we don't take necessarily take a loss cuz it's more money than we would have had if we didn't do the job, but it's not at our, our mm-hmm. normal rate. But at the same time, you're not scamming your client because that's their budget, right? That's and that's what, what they would pay someone that's else. What they would exactly, that's what they would mm-hmm. totally pay somebody else. So basically, you're, bring, you're well, bringing. Well, also your, at the same uh-huh. time, at the same time though, if they were to hire someone, and I don't want to knock people coming out of school, but let's just say like someone with just less experience that can't even handle sure. it, then there's there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. And because we, you and I, and, and many people we work with, we can handle these kind of gigs, yeah. one man band. If you know, that's not really the style I like to to work yeah. like. But when it comes, we have the skill set to be able to meet the requirements or meet the expectations too. So it's not just like, you know, anybody could just do it either. So understood. And listen, the reason why they have such a high budget is because that's what the expectation is. That's what the price Mm -hmm. for that was. Right. So, Mm -hmm. but I have, I have another example here. Um, I had a job where it was quoted. I is back when I was shooting with the FS seven and I quoted the client. They asked me for three days to shoot. They needed the FX7, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I brought my lighting kit. I brought, you know, they said they they needed me to be a B cam on this production. And I said, sure, no problem. 1500 bucks, the flat rate, not flat rate because everything was atomized, but that was, you know, that was their quote. 1500 bucks a day for three days. Not a problem. Sure, we'll do it. Let's, let's you know, let's let's get to work. I go in on day one and I arrived at the location, which ends up being a, a, a hotel. And they have me sit down in this meeting, this big meeting where there's like 15 people, 15 to 20 people, roughly, uh, conversing about the project and what's going to happen. And they introduce me as the second camera operator. Uh, great. Hello, everybody. They talk about the game plan, yada, yada, yeah. for about an hour. And then, all right, great, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. I'm like, what's, go- <laughs> you didn't do what's anything? going on here? <laughs> and then I was, I was concerned to ask people, somebody, I was concerned to ask somebody, um, when are we shooting? Because like, I, I would seem so unprepared, right? I'm, I'm thinking we're, we're shooting Ooh. three days. So mm-hmm. I ended up. And you don't want to look like you're just don't understand what the project right, is about. So I identified <laughs> lose confidence yeah, in you. <laughs> I identified the person that was probably, from what I could tell, the lowest ranked person in the room. I'm thinking uh, an assistant or somebody that a, a small producer or whatever. So I walk up to them and said, "Hey, uh, are we doing anything today? Or is it they still prepping? Or um, are we shooting tomorrow?" It's like, "No, no, we're done for today. Um, the prep day is." The, I mean, the shoot day is on, uh, I want to say Friday or something like that. Basically not the next day, but the following day after that. I said, okay, so tomorrow we're doing a a practice. Pre-light, a pre-light or something. Or something. Said, yeah, 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 we're having another meeting same time tomorrow. I'm like, all right, great. Not a problem. So I go, I bring, again, I bring my gear, I bring everything. And it's another one hour meeting. 
Oh my Another one hour meeting. And I quoted this at 1500 bucks a day. I'm going there for one hour. Oh, yes. And I'm like, <laughs> I, and I started feeling bad. And listen, and then I go across the street. These people are prepping this big tennis court. This is with Venus Williams, like the sister of Serena Williams. And they're doing this big time commercial. There was literally like 40 people, 40 people mm. on set, grips, big generator, huge catering, like, they had money for all this stuff. And I'm like, what's going on here? So that second day, I'm like, okay, hold on. I got to chill for a bit. Like, I got to do something. So I, I I stuck around after the meeting. They said, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, I feel like I kind of have to. Like, I'm yeah. here, you know? And yeah. <laughs> mind you, it's not a short drive. It was about an hour drive from where I was. So I stuck around after for the pre-light. But the DPs there coordinating all that stuff. Like they got this guy from Italy or something. Like, I don't know. And I just stuck around to see what they were, you know, lighting and how they were lighting it. And I basically felt useless. You know, like I'm just a second camera operator. It was uh, very interesting. Very interesting. And I felt weird. Just I was there. I stuck around for like two hours after the meeting. Yeah. So I was there for like three hours total. And so essentially you were just you were basically B cam for that shoot though, yeah, right? It was just a B cam. They just they just didn't need you on set yet Not or anything yet like that. At all. Wow. So then day three comes in and that was a heck of a shooting day. Like that was like a twelve, yeah, thirteen it got up to like thirteen hours, I think. It was yeah. And it was so crazy because every shot that was taken was literally a few seconds because the A cam was the phantom. So everything about Ooh, this, hello. everything about this was going to be all slow motion. And it actually looked really, really nice. Um, wow. And I was just getting a ton of shots. Uh, wherever the A-cam was, I was there. Actually, no, it wasn't only the Phantom. They did some shots with, uh, I, I want to say, uh, Alexa Mini or something like that. It was mm-hmm. interesting. But anyways, as tired as I was, on the third day like the shooting day obviously i reminded myself listen you just got two really good free days so yeah. you better chill yep um, <laughs> no complaining no complaining man so that was definitely yep. one of those that i felt i didn't feel icky it was like how did this happen is this on purpose like yeah. uh one of those deals uh but i don't know i was like I don't think anybody's going to be crying about this. <laughs> no, I doubt it. No, and you got to take them, you know, because there's a lot of jobs where you bust your butt. So that's good. So I just recently had a job on Monday, actually, okay. where I had I had uh, a budget for 1200 for the day to shoot with uh, with my gear. And um, I had quoted to have PAs and sound and all this stuff. And they just brought brought me down to just one, just myself. So I did a super simple job. So I get there and I'm thinking, okay, so 1200 is what I got for this. Okay, cool. No problem. I come in, come in early, just make sure everything's good. And we start shooting at um, nine o'clock, came 11 a.m. They said, all right, I think we got it all. And I was like, what? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at all the stuff we got to get done. And yeah, we got it all done. Yeah. But then I said, can we? I felt guilty. I'm like, can we shoot anything else just to give us some more options in post? And they're like, well, I think we've got it. Yeah. Um, if you want, it was one of those things like if you want to go around and get some stuff, but we've got everything we right. need. And so I, I did that anyway, just because I felt so sure, guilty. Sure. And I spent like an extra hour just to 
they weren't even there. They left. And I'm like, I just feel yeah. bad. And uh, it was nice, man. Yeah. It was it was nice. That pleasant surprise. My wife was like, wait, you're coming home now? Yeah, <laughs> that's nice. Those are really nice. Uh, one of the things I think as I think about all these jobs and things that happen that I'm sort of thinking about, what happens when it's the other way around in a sense that um, the amount of work that you do for the amount of money that you're being paid, do you ever like going to a job, they're not paying much. It's not a high paying job. How is your demeanor? How are we supposed to approach jobs like that? Do we give them what they're expecting? Do we do our best always? That I, I feel like some people, and I'm not, I'm not putting my opinion in this yet. I, I, I do see that happening in some people, right? Like I've seen people and especially people that I hire, it's, the budget that we just had unfortunately um the demeanor is is like they don't care about the job you know or not even people that i've hired the client brought in you know and you know there was an audio guy at one time that seems like they didn't care about the job like i don't know what they were paying him but i'm like man i wonder if he doesn't care about it because they're not paying him much what 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 do we do at that time you know do you give the same level of service and attention to detail regardless of the pay or should we? Absolutely not. I, I'm miserable the entire time and I make sure everybody there knows it. Go. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Um to me there's there's a few things, a few ways to look at this. And I actually have I actually have a story um that recently happened to me. Uh my thing is all about integrity. Okay. Um it's all about integrity. So when you're building integrity, it connects to your character. Yeah. When someone hires you, a lot of times there are many other competitors who can do exactly what you do. But what makes you stand out from the rest is how you conduct your business. How are you? How do you talk? I mean, simple things like I had a client didn't want to hire a PA that I had brought them on board just because they didn't like the, not they called it aura and energy, but they didn't like the personality of the person. Mm. And I was like, that's interesting. When I'm on set, I think a lot of people don't realize this. If you're a freelancer or you work in this industry, and you have the perception that this is not a people industry, you're you're totally mistaken. Mm. This is such a people industry. You think, oh, I'm just going to perfect my craft and I'm just going to get the science of it right. I'm just going to understand how to do this. I'm going to create the best products. If you can't handle people, you're not going to get a call back. Mm. I've had people that they are phenomenal, way, know way more than I do. And most of the people on the set but they didn't get the call back because they were absolutely rude. They're unprofessional, didn't show up on time, all these different things. So for me, when it comes to dealing with the client, there's a few different factors. Is this a client that's a one time and they're gone? Or is this a client that uh, is going to possibly be recurring? And, you know, we've heard that a million times. But this this recent one that I had, it was a recurring client. And they started off with a good budget, um, fair, fair budget. And it was a long-term project. And... I found myself in a sense, like some people would say, I got I got screwed over, right. right? So I started off with an agreement, no contract, which is always never fun, but started off at a good pay. Next thing you know, they said, this is what's happening. This is what's happening. We still need to get all this work done because it's a long-term mm -hmm. project, but it's, uh, it's going to have to drop your rate down, I mean, significantly, wow. like significantly i'm talking about one of those drops that makes you question whether to continue makes you question sure. how are you going to show up how are you going to be present and i decided my character is more important sure. 
it's who I am. It's what it's what's long lasting. Right. This is a recurring client, and so my integrity decided I'm going to still give the same effort, yeah. if not yeah. more, so they could see that first off, I'm responsible. At the end yeah. of the day, I was DPing. I'm responsible for the whole sure. thing, and if I don't show up and I don't give them everything they want, they're gonna go, "Oh, this guy is affected by just money. He's just money driven." Sure. And so what happened is I accepted to get this thing Technic- done. I got it done. Right, it was, but. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I got it done. And you know what? They came back to me and they thanked me mm-hmm. profusely yeah. for dealing with this professionally, dealing with great character. And they already gave me two other jobs at full rate again. Right. So it came right sure. back to me. Uh, but it was like going through the fire. You find out what someone is made of. They are fully committed to continue working with me because they saw what I was willing to do for That's them. That's awesome. Yeah, I've definitely had positive experiences continuing to work with clients at a lower price than I normally charge. And it's not really because of this, but it's because um, they're great people to work with. They really are. And I prefer to work with somebody that's better to work with for mm-hmm. a little bit less money. Mine I said a little bit, a little bit less money than somebody that's willing to pay my normal rate. And they're just impossible to work with because at the end of the day, your attitude, your Man, if somebody affects you that much that you hate working with them, I do not want to work with them, man. And and I've honestly, yeah. I've rejected work because of that specific reason. I really have. I've referred them to different people, you know, or I just say mm-hmm. I'm busy, you know. I, I it really comes. Yeah, I've done the same it, thing. It comes down to that, and I just don't want to work with them. Mm-hmm. But when I've continued to work with the people that, and and uh, one example of this is. Um, one of my clients, I've been working with them for like, I think seven years at this point. They're still trying to pay me the same thing that they were paying me seven years ago, which is not the same. But you know what? They're such fun people to work with. You know, that's just kind of the level of, of content that they're putting out there. And that's sort of what they're willing to pay. But more than anything, uh, it's fun to work with them. However, they've referred me, the people that I've directly worked with, right? It's been a couple of them now have actually given me big clients, have pointed me in a direction or referred other clients to me. But I'm talking big clients where- So it's paid off. Like, man, it was beneficial in the long term to keep this small client. And I'm not saying this is the same thing for everybody, but it was just Mm -hmm. fun to work with them. It wasn't a hassle. I didn't lose money. It wasn't my normal rate. And I'm not rejecting work that at my normal price. But they were just genuinely fun people to work with, you know? Again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the way I always see it is it's more money than you will have made if you don't take the job, right? I'm not saying mm-hmm, go out mm-hmm. there and take a one $200 job, right? That's not what I'm saying either. If you're at that level, you're at that level. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Do it. But it's just not where I'm at, you know? So mm-hmm. anyways, you have to evaluate the work and the, the yeah. work, the payment and all that stuff. But also think of that other factor that other variable where they can potentially bring in work depending on how you deal with them you know and it's been fantastic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for me so you have to look at that end of the spectrum as well and then you know at some point you're, you're getting much more money than what you're, than work you're putting into it so um yeah i think it goes full circle it really does it, it really does pay off people don't see that first but like you said um the whole character thing, like, it's not fair to your client if you're going to take a job 
and you're just going to go, you're literally going to put half the effort that you normally do just because the pay is not the same. Um, that's not fair to your client. The, the responsible thing to do there is to refer them to somebody else. Uh, and somebody that, you know, would probably could use the money. Somebody could, that could use the experience. And I think that that also, um, inherently betters the industry. Mm -hmm. It betters the community. You're helping build people that are not at your level. And I think it's good for everybody. Your client's happy. They're happy. You, you, mm -hmm. It's not a hassle for you. Just send them to somebody else. Um, yeah. I think that's so good overall outcome. Dude, well, I think this one was a great one. It was a fun one. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Did you enjoy this one? Yeah, man. I love I love kind of rehashing some of the cool experiences we've had of making a lot of money, a little time or little effort and knowing that there's other jobs that, that you know, might be reversed. Um, but it's a give and take. Well, anyways, dude, thanks so much for coming on once again. Thank you guys for listening. And remember, you could always catch these episodes over on YouTube. We have a second YouTube channel now where it's just highlights and nice snippets from the full episodes. You can check all that out over at ifilmmakerpodcast.com. We're on all the platforms. Follow us on social media. Follow Mike. What's your handle once again? T in Studios, Inc. D-N-T-T-T-T-N. Top notch, top notch. TN Studios Inc. TN. T as in. It's going to be right there in the lower third. As in top notch. Because that's the and, service and I for provide. Those listening to this, it'll be in the show notes. Whoever <laughs> DN Studios is just got a free handle, a free shout out. <laughs> All right, dude. Thanks for coming on. See you on the next one.